guys, welcome back to Mommy Jojo Uncut Mojo Injection, episode 28. I'm Jojo Fraser and I will be here to give you some extremely uncensored chat with the purpose of helping you get your mojo back each week. Whether that just be to remind you you're not alone or to give you some great tips to hear from really inspirational people that I admire and one of those people is with me today, Zoe McCauley, the founder of MacFit here in Edinburgh. She also features in my book because we've just had so many amazing discussions together. Um, We really share a love for running and using exercise as a natural antidepressant for when times get tough. And Zoe's in my book because I'm so inspired by her and she talks openly about how running's helped to heal her, um, the loss of her dad, just the general struggles that we face, the breakdown of our marriage. And we talk very openly today. She shares so many tips from routine. We talk about anxiety in teenagers. So many issues we all face, online dating. Um, a mutual interest in relationships and the kind of things that we, we need in our partners. Just really, really good chat. I know you'll love this. Great nutritional advice and morning routine and meditation. And we speak a little bit around life coaching too, which Zoe's also experienced with the lovely Susie. Um, So I know you'll love this episode. Darling, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Great to have you here, as always. And we're not running today. For a change. We're talking, but we have had some amazing conversations whilst we've been running. And uh, so good that I thought I'm going to get you in the book and get your fresh voice in one of the toolkits because the discussions we've had, firstly around our shared passion of mental health and how running and exercise actually heals and it's a, a natural antidepressant and we both are on the same page there. You're probably better in the sense that it's your career. So although I'm an ambassador for David Lloyd and stuff, I'm not there every day. I'd like to be, but uh, <laughs> you know, you're you're forced to exercise for your job in a way, aren't you? So I am, but I never feel forced. Yeah, it never ever feels forced, and actually, I never feel like I'm working. That's amazing. Do you know? Yeah. I feel very lucky to to be in that position. It's amazing, and you love it so much in the sense that you've built these communities so it's not just about the exercise and the fact that because sometimes I know I have to do it because it's going to make me feel better physically and mentally but I can't be bothered whereas when you're doing it you're not just helping yourself you're helping all these women and people I don't know if guys come too but I've got some guys yeah. yeah so a real mix of people across the city that you've actually changed their lives and the feedback and the the things the surprises and stuff is so touching to know how many people you've helped uh, I, I get quite emotional when I think about how it has gone and how the business has gone and it just, like I said, I don't feel like I'm working so it doesn't feel like it's a business, it just feels like it's life Amazing. and the people that come to my class or that I do personal training with are what make, what make it, you know, it's such an amazing group of supportive, encouraging um, people and we get together for social events, we get together for running and that is completely out with the business side of it. Um, just as connections, just friends. Just connections, people are making friends. Um, I think now that people know each other, you know, they, it encourages them to come along and I know that a lot of people find, you know, they need to come. 
to, uh, to come and join in the classes now um, because it's their me time, it's yeah. their downtime, and although they might not feel like that when I'm making them jump about in the park when it's wet and cold, yeah. but they, you know, it's, it's now part of their life as well. And you're getting them outside because being outside is so good for our mental health. Especially at this time of year. This is the time of year where people want to wrap up, yeah. curl up, not go back out the door when it's dark mm-hmm. and cold. I mean, I feel like that myself. But I have to do it. Do you know, I have to do it. I'm let, I would be letting people down if I cancelled or... I just wouldn't... You know, that's not who I am. I wouldn't cancel, but because it's raining. Yeah. And there are times where I look out the window and like, oh my God. But you just get on with it and everybody feels better from it. That's the thing. It's it's going, oh, the sofa looks so inviting, but how good am I going to feel at the end? And what a mojo injection I'm going to get, you know? Not just for the physical benefit of getting into that little Christmas dress or shirt or whatever you're wearing. That gives you a boost, I'm not gonna lie. When I'm keeping on top of my fitness and I feel I'm a certain size and my clothes are fitting me and I'm not, oh, I've got a bit tight because I've been (laughs) hibernating too much. But from a mental point of view, from content creation for me, creativity for people, clarity at work, um, confidence. It's just watching people grow, that's one of the things, is seeing people grow in confidence, Mm -hmm. how it helps their mental health. I think one of the things about come about coming to my classes or not going to any classes, finding anything. I'm not just saying for for my my classes, but going to anything mm-hmm. that you enjoy, mm-hmm. you are going to find clarity. You are going to feel better. It gets those endorphins going. It makes you feel stronger mentally as well. Um, do you know some people? Some people like going to the gym, some people like swimming, some people like playing tennis, some people like playing football, some people like running. I think as long as you find something that you love doing, mm-hmm. you will put everything into that, do you know? And you will get so much more from that. A lot of the people that come to my classes, it's not about a way that they look, it is about a way they feel. And yeah. that really is what we're trying, what I'm trying to sell is yeah. come and feel amazing get mojo injection get the mojo injection oh that's what we're all about here today and uh, I just love it I mean the only thing I struggle with sometimes is when I go right and there's certain classes I love to do and some hit stuff that I know you do a lot of that but sometimes I get a really bad headache if I've and I don't know if it's simply dehydration or overexertion but like I sweat a lot um, and I find that sometimes even if I have fluid after or I eat, I still have this headache and I have to take painkillers. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that could be? Or advice for anyone Have you drunk enough water during the day? I feel because like... Because when you're dehydrated, you know what, by the time you're dehydrated, it's, you you are already dehydrated, aren't you? Okay. It means you've not drunk enough beforehand. Right, okay. I would definitely up your, on the days you're doing these classes, drink more, make sure you're fueled enough. So with before, the right food, yeah. like the day before, you think, or how many hours before? All day. Uh huh. Okay. It's not just, but you know, before, just make sure that that day, mm-hmm. that you're, you're keeping yourself well hydrated. Mm-hmm. I have a, uh, very dull, but essential in my eyes. This is part of my, you know, taking time for me routine in the morning, and I've done it for the last two or three years. 
without fail, and I, it makes me feel um, like I've not got off to the best start if I've not done this. And I start every single day with a glass of warm lemon water. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that and you do I that. I sell it to everybody. You have to do this. Okay. But I, I'm not even thirsty, but I take this glass of warm lemon water. How do you get it warm? Do you? I boil the kettle. I put half in the... I've got this... And I'm really sad I use the same glass. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, routine so, is the results. Is, yeah. the, the stats show us that a morning routine, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the people that are successful and achieve their goals and whatever they may be, have a morning routine. Yeah. I'm late to the party. <laughs> I have joined them. Well, I only just started doing it a few years ago, uh-huh. do you know, and yeah. since I got into fitness, and I just feel that I needed to be focused on keeping myself hydrated. So I have that glass of warm water in the water. Before I do anything else. How much lemon do you put in it? I squeeze half a lemon in. Right, okay. I, so I squeeze it in, pour, put half a glass of cold water, top it up with my bottle of kettle water, drink that, and then I'm on the coffee. Then right. I'm on the hot stuff. I love that routine. Mm. And then I have a bowl of porridge. Uh-huh. You day. have that. Every, so on the weekend, um, do you never go for like eggs and avocado or like, you know, all these pancakes and all these bowls that people are putting everywhere. Even in the summer, even when I was on holiday. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Have you been to, and I know um, the founder of this, uh, listens to this podcast, Broken, how do you pronounce it? Oh, Bro- Broken. Broken. I, I haven't been, I can't believe it, but we were in the same group, the Fresh Life, Fresh Life group. Uh-huh. Um, group. Challenge when it first started. Uh-huh. Did that last in January, year, February. Alexa, yeah, Alexa um, started that last year so we st- I did that um did she last work October. With October. well I think sh- she was just what a member in, ah, the, right. in the same challenge oh right I see I right. think that's what it was because there I've been once their porridge is phenomenal like that's how you do porridge if you can do it I wish yeah. they would come to uh Kostorfen, hint hint yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I must I must go in and um and try but I just you know I just make it in the house I don't leave I'm so busy during the day and it's so physical my job do you know I need the the energy so it's just a it does what it says on there see my mum's always had porridge she's a routine and she has her porridge in the morning and it's something I have before a marathon or half marathon or a long run um, because it does seem to have the perfect combination in it, but you need to. Do you make yours with coconut milk? I think I do. You said. Yeah, I make it with coconut milk and a bit of water. Okay. And then I have walnuts and fruit. I ve- I, I live on the edge. I vary my fruit. Oh wow! <laughs> yes, right. So, what's been the best porridge you've ever made? What was the best combination you've ever had? Um, with raspberries, mango. Ooh. And kiwi. Oh yes. Went all out that day. Oh I, yes. Do you know? Um, I do post pictures sometimes. Oh. I think people get bored of that on the Instagram. Oh look, there she's having her porridge again. But it's your role model. You know, you need to you need to stick. And and for me, I'd be like, all right, okay, I need to get into a routine. Um, I ha- we make a smoothie on the weekend, and it's a big bag. Now Hubs swears down that the best frozen mango is from Costco, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Costco's frozen mango um, and then kiwi fruit with I think he puts a bit of fresh pineapple juice in or whatever but the combination of mango and kiwi is phenomenal I think I like the raspberry twist you do in there too and I actually use frozen raspberries I smash them up and yeah that's the way to do it that's the way to do it alright I need to get into right my breakfast routine okay it's not 
great. Some, I was going through a phase of having like the seeded flatbread with a bit of hummus on the side and a wee drizzle of olive oil. Mm-hmm. Is that a good breakfast? Yeah, I would have that as a, a snack. snack. Oh, a snack. Oh, yeah, okay. or a lunch. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I, I need to get into oats mean, uh, again. I don't think there's any rules for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But for me, what I want to do is not feel like I need to snack and I need to feel like I've got enough energy uh-huh. and I don't want to have a sugary yeah. Um, breakfast. Yeah, which do you mean sugary uh, cereal and sugary things like cereal. that? I have it with manuka honey as well. I put a oh. teaspoon of manuka. See, that is a proper routine. Yeah. Do you? What's your thoughts on eggs? Would that fill you up enough? Or? It wouldn't fill me up enough. Uh-huh, okay, so you think think the porridge is more lasting? Yeah, I mean, I could be going right out the door, and at the moment, I'm pretty full with PT clients, so I'm. Most days say maybe three or four PT clients yeah. in the school Great. hours, within the school hours. Uh-huh. So I'm, and sometimes I'm not getting home for lunch. So I really need to feel like I, I've got enough energy mm-hmm. to know if we're running about. Um, and I'm demonstrating exercises, I'm carrying equipment. It's a lot for you. I don't want to feel hungry that I've, you know, nipped by a shop and grab chocolate yeah, that's terrible sweet tooth and that that's the temptation when you're hungry something short and fast and I mean what's your go-to snack then do you have routines for snacks if I was at home I would have probably a, a clementine or some um, rice cakes peanut butter banana hummus I make a smoothie as well like a protein smoothie sometimes uh-huh, okay um, chopped up vegetables yeah but hummus on the side or something. Yeah, try and avoid the kids' snack. And do you covered. have? Do you, oh no! Do you have the same routine at lunch and dinner, or are you a bit more flexible with that? Lunch, if I'm at home, do you know? I, I do. I make a I make a lunch proper lunch for myself. Tea time is a bit scatty. Um, we don't have a set tea time. Yeah. Um, I do make everything. We don't have anything really that's processed. I mean. Good way or to from be. a packet, you know, I mean, we have pasta and things, but um, and I make all the sauces, we, you know, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Good. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing for me, I find, is that chopping tires me out a bit sometimes, <laughs> yeah. because you know we to eat more vegetables, and, you know, really get the intake, and I was saying to Kay Adams on the radio last week, I'm trying to do plant-based three days a week. Because one, the vegans I've met are all such nice people. So I thought, I'm going to look in to see what they've got to say. Because if someone's nice and kind, I'm more likely to listen. Um, I don't think I could give up cheese. Um, I think if I did, I'd probably be a couple of stone lighter. But I, I don't think I could give up cheese just yet. But um, trying to, to balance it. But yeah, I just uh, I think if you take the time in the kitchen to chop yeah. up your veg, stick them in... You know, if Scott comes home with jars of like Uncle Ben's and stuff, I'm like, why are you doing yeah. that? It's full of sugar, babe. And he's like, no, it says low sh- no sugar on the front. And I'm like, oh, it just feels so wrong to me. Yeah. I've not used any jars for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and you just get into a habit. So although it's time consuming and tiring, you get in a habit. And I have to say, my kids are older now, so they're not, it's not like that, what do you call it, the witching hour? Yeah. So, yeah uh-huh. At tea time, my kids are older so they're not at my yeah. you know at my feet wanting attention uh-huh. I've got that time where I can go off into the kitchen I actually if 
find it quite therapeutic. Yeah, I um, And it's, my, it's a bit of downtime for me being in the kitchen. I stick the radio on, listen to the radio. Yeah, baby. Um, or a podcast, guys. Or a podcast. Don't forget your podcast. No, no, I have been listening to podcasts in the kitchen. All about that. But no, I'm, well, you know me on stories yeah. and stuff. I'm singing down to people to encourage and also to remind myself to turn it on. Obviously, sometimes it's harder than others. But yeah, yeah um, music is medicine. No, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm all about the routine and cooking and mindful cooking is the buzzword yeah. at the moment. And I think it's true. I mean, you see Fern Cotton talking in her books stuff about mindful baking. She loves baking. Yeah. Um, I have one of her books, actually. Yeah, is it Happy? That's quite a nice one. I think well, her cookbooks, actually. Oh, right, yeah, because yeah. she's really into her cooking. And... Um, I always think, you know, as well, you see these people and they've got this amazing body and they're into baking. And you're just saying, oh, right, okay, how do they pull off all that, um, all those sweet treats? But I guess balance is key. I reckon they just don't eat the whole cake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have self-control. <laughs> they have self-control. Because you can have, what's your thoughts? Yeah, because I know you've detoxed from sugar sometimes, but mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on having the odd scone or cream and jam or a bit of carrot cake out in a coffee shop? I think that you are not living unless you have these things when you really want them. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know, I have a terrible sweet tooth and I just have to, I sometimes have no self-control and I just eat, but it's more what I don't like, I mean, is that horrible sugary treats do you know yeah, and I, like haribo and stuff well like har- like haribo like chocolate you know uh, like you don't like chocolate i love it uh-huh. but if it's there i'll just eat oh it's addictive eat when i'm not uh-huh. hungry and uh-huh. you know when i just so or when i'm tired when i'm exhausted it's easy to reach in it's so easy to the um halloween treats that are still in our <laughs> it's temptations and obviously it's coming up to Christmas so there's going to be tubs of quality street there's going to be yeah. stuff in workplace for people we're going to be full of temptation I, I personally love um, like a mince pie oh. the sweet mince pies with um, yeah or brandy butter or brandy cream is my mm. thing but I'm trying I've not bought any yet because um, I used to have this mentality come November, right, let's just embrace the two months because it flies by and I'm a festive bunny, I just love it so let's have this cosy, you know mince pies with the brandy butter and the brandy cream and write off those two months and then you get to January and think what have I done, like it's, I'm trying to have a balance, I've not bought the pies yet now I'm not saying I'm not going to really enjoy a mince pie or a few but it's just trying to not buy a packet on a Monday and go right they'll be finished by Friday well I think you have quite a lot of self-control to not finish them till Friday there's yeah. people have them <laughs> done by Monday night no. but um, I do I, I eat anything I want do you know but I try to keep it balanced I try to not overindulge on the sweet treats mm-hmm. um, I make all my food I have three meals I'm not over snacking do you know I, I really really feel that it is about balance I feel that people should not be beating themselves up mm-hmm. for eating things you know life is hard as it is we shouldn't be giving ourselves a hard time mm-hmm. for eating something when you want it going out and having a cake and a coffee or a, co- a scone and cream or or a chocolate bar or, or whatever do you whatever know it's, you just, like. it's just as long as you're not doing it overeating mm-hmm. because that's not healthy for you do you know it's not it's not healthy to have two or three slices mm-hmm. do you know it's for your 
very hard. It's not good for you. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Um, and it's knowing it's the difference between being body positive and, and allowing yourself treats, but also thinking of your health. And that's a personal thing. And yeah. only you can decide what's right for your body. I did a meditation class last night by Lynette and um, Angel Pixie. She was on here earlier and smashed her podcast. And she, she gets you all to pick her cards. Now, whether you believe this card's from God or you believe it's just something you've picked and you need to read, my one was listen to your body. I thought that's interesting because when you really listen to your body do I really really need that am I just I'm eating as I'm bored am I just eating as an association with this coffee am I hungry or sometimes you can feel like if I had a really busy morning I feel my stomach rumbling and I'm like I really need to eat but I don't have time to eat you know yeah. it's, it's being in tune with your body is a really powerful thing when you've sussed it I think routine yes. helps it does. I drink. Oh, yeah. It does. Routine helps. So that's how I start my day. I do like coffee quite a lot, and I probably drink more coffee. I maybe drink about. I average about four or five cups of coffee a day. Right. See, I had to cap mine at one, two, very max. But that was after panic attacks. Mm -hmm. It was just. Uh, again, that's a personal thing. It depends on your anxiety levels mm -hmm. and also how much sleep you're getting. Um your job, the stress on that week. I think for me, if I know I'm having a late night, I maybe treat myself to two coffees. Mm -hmm. But my one coffee a day, which I just had with you, was my treat and I cherish it and I'm mindful with it most of the time. Try not to gulp it down, but try and enjoy it over a nice conversation or a nice podcast or an article or something. So I think it's just being really mindful of that and knowing if you're still sleeping, on the four or five coffees and you're feeling okay and your skin's feeling okay and all the things they say coffee can do and dehydrate us and stuff you just have to I, I, and some people may even want to keep a mood journal or a to, to really yeah. manage that and then you can eliminate things and work out yeah i definitely have no problem sleeping unless i'm stressed yes so sleep and stress so stress will affect my sleep but i'm so physically active that all right. day that i'm out and i I go to bed about 10 o'clock every night. I have all these great ideas, right? I'm going to read this book, I'm going to watch that. People keep recommending things to watch and catch up. Uh -huh. I get to my bed, and all I want to do is my head hits the pillow and I fall asleep. Yeah. That's the first thing. My kids, some of the time. Yeah. Do you know, sleep is so underrated and I just love my sleep and I've started changing my routine a bit. I've lost my way a tiny bit this week. I did have two nights to, up at 11, but I've been trying to get in bed back at 10 and getting up earlier to like keep on top of the housework because our marriage was in a bit of a pickle. Not, not, I wasn't calling the divorce lawyer yet, but I was sick of the argument. <laughs> that. Um, yeah, Debbie, the divorce lawyer. I think she's okay. had a few calls since our last podcast. Um, no, uh, I wasn't yet, but I just thought I can't live like this. So I need to do something. Why? While I can't afford a cleaner, he doesn't want to pay for one. So I'll I'll have to do something. I need to do my bit, and I wasn't doing my bit. I was just work, work, work. Bit of parenting when they weren't in school and nursery. Bit of a crap wife, and as for housewife, I just made it an excuse. Crap wife, don't call yourself. A crap. <laughs> well, I just wasn't listening to him. I wasn't listening yeah. to his. I tricks. have somebody that comes in and. It's on my. It is on my list. It is on because my list. Because I just, do you know, I just haven't got the time to do yeah. the mm -hmm. big things. So she comes in once a week, and it just that alleviates some of my uh -huh. stress. And it's so right. Mm -hmm. I am so for cleaners. 
put because some people feel guilty about getting a cleaner you're giving mm-hmm. someone a job mm-hmm. and you're helping your mental health and potentially saving your marriage if it's a because people say to me a lot a cleaner saved my marriage you know uh, that was a big route and I think it could save mine but at the moment I'm definitely saying I would like to get one at one stage but for me even if I can have an extra 15 minutes just sorting my stuff and there will be days where I screw up like this morning was mental so it's not as tidy as I would like but we'll get there I'm just trying to be more mindful of it but I think a cleaner I am so for cleaners she just comes in from mine just comes in for two hours a week and does the big jobs like the bathroom the floors the kitchen do you know I'm so for cleaners and you're helping a small business do you know what I mean um, I'm so for cleaning. I'm so for routine. Um, I wanted to say a few things. Well, I'll get to anxiety and I'll get to a talk I gave in Fetis last week and about that and, and meditation. Um, we'll, we'll get to teenagers and stress because I know you've got teenagers or one teenager. I've got one daughter who's about to turn 15 and one 10 year old. Okay, so I get a lot of messages about teenagers and anxiety and it's a really tough time especially when they're sitting at exams and I was speaking in Fetis last week and I'd made a meditation app for them just of really visualization techniques and, and really trying to turn that anxiety into an excitement rather than a fear and there's something that's helped me people ask me all the time how do you manage your anxiety and it's easier for me to say this now I'm not a teenager um, is meditation but and we're talking about morning routines because meditation mm-hmm. means different things to different people. Now, I do go to some meditation-led classes, as I was saying, but also in the morning, I try and have that time where I'm listening to an app or I'm writing goals for the day or I'm just seeing a sunset, like I'm swimming in the outside pool or something and looking up at the sunset um, sunrise. Uh, what's your thoughts on meditation and do you, are, do you fit it in? I think that meditation is wonderful. I think if everybody meditated for even a few minutes per day, I think the world would be an awful lot better place mm-hmm. than it is. Um, I don't do it very often, or certainly not enough, but I do think that this morning routine that I have is kind of my meditation because all I'm focused on at that time is, you know, the getting my lemon squeezed, getting my water right, you know, and I'm not doing anything else, I'm not distracted, I'm just focused on that, and that feels to me like that time where I'm just, um, it's just for me. You know, Do you always, sit and drink it slowly? I know, it depends how, what time I've got up. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I mean this is depends an how quickly well. I've got out of bed, do you know that, like you're saying there about... You know, you're focused on working, you're focused on the kids, you're focused on this, and so the house didn't get a look in. Do you know, every week is different. I'm sure you're the same. I'm on my own with the two girls, so some, do you know, everything is down to me to do. And so life is crazy sometimes. You don't get that chance. But this month I've actually done a 10 minutes for you challenge with my team, with the the girls that come to the class love that um, 10 minutes for you a day and it's not as easy as you think it's to not. take 10 minutes my 10 minutes a day we're going to be focused on being still something I'm not very good at um, so being still stretching and my mobility I can't speak mobility so um, 
just trying to encourage other people to do it. December's going to be a crazy month for everyone, but people are finding it hard to even fit that 10 minutes in. I remember 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to encourage people not to be on their phones, for, you know, to uh-huh. not sit down on the sofa and scroll through your phone. Yeah, and just so that you're actually in the present moment, you yeah. know. Just to make it clear, guys, the 10 minutes is not scrolling through Instagram or Facebook <laughs> yeah. feeds. Yeah. Um, did you have any feedback from your clients of things that they really enjoyed in that 10 minutes? Well, it's still going on, though, as is, we're doing it for the whole of November. So oh. people are doing all sorts of things. Um, some people are meditating. Some people are taking time out and going and getting their nails done. That's what somebody said to me. I went and got my nails done. And that was just my, it was my me time. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody said to come into your class is my me time. I'm not sure it's very mindful or peaceful. Um, oh, I mean, you, I, I think they're, they're timed for them. And do you know, so the te- it was 10 minutes minimum for you. Yeah. I took, last week, some of the things I did was I did uh, like a 10 minute, at least 10 minute yoga practice. Okay. Um, it's quite hard to do a 10 minute yoga practice you need a little bit more time or yeah. spend some time on my stretching on my mobility I went to bed um, earlier and I lay in red I'm so you know, I just got myself a crappy magazine you know yeah. like, well, I would never ever do and actually just instead of going to my bed and just falling asleep which is what I tend to do uh-huh. or lie in my bed and shout at the kids lights out <laughs> um do you know, I actually did something, you yeah. know, and I read, and it was, it was just, it was nice so to nice. do that. So nice. And I, I quite like to do, like, put a candle on. I actually say that at the start of my book, right? Light a candle, jump in the bath, you know. Um, it was, and it was so nice to actually have a, a mojo candle designed for the book. I'll never forget that. I still got mine. Um, and uh, I also had another mojo candle gifted to me, a different brand by oh, my yeah. friend Jo. Um, beautiful mojo candles. <laughs> And, and and then another mojo, another candle, and it was called like a beautiful one over there in a, a rose gold box. Um, I just love candles. Something about candles, right? Or like a fire. Now you'd spoken to me about your fire actually, because I am drawn to fires, right? Scott and I, another married marital issue, is that he promised we'd get a fire. So we went to choose one and then he's decided, actually, I don't know if it's priority in our finances. He wants to get a toy room put in, right? So, uh, you know, you're listening now, guys, and you know what it's like in relationships. It's a compromise. I'm a bit pissed off that we've not got the fire yet, because he promised that I've not had a fire for five years, and I I gravitate. As soon as we go to my mum and dad's, I'm by the fire. His mum and dad's, I'm by the fire. A hotel, like we're going to Glen Eagles, I'll go straight to the fire and sit, right? So I feel a little bit my soul is missing not having a fire in the house. Come round to me anytime. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, what I have is candles and a salt lamp is my compromise at the moment. I will get that fire eventually. Um, the actual the girl at the fire shop wrote and said, oh, just to let you know I'm reading your book and really enjoying it. I might ask her for a discount or see if she wants to do a blogger thing. Um, but no, the fire's on the radar. But why was I saying that? Yeah, like just having a place where you're happy. Now, it might not be sitting by the fire. It might be in a hot bath fresh sheets on the beds with a candle um anywhere anywhere like some people like going sitting in parks 
or or whatever. Or just even going for a walk. Do yeah. you know, just switching off. I um, one of the things I like to do is on a Friday morning when I go to my class in Brunsfield, I park the car up and at the top of Morningside mm. and I stick my headphones in and it's a 20 minute fast walk for me to get there and I listen to the radio mm. and that is so I'm not distracted yeah. at all and I really, really enjoy that. And I'm outside as well, do you know, so there's a million things that you can do that are finding your I love walking. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I like moving. And you're stop. in a nice <laughs> part. I mean, the walks that way are just. They're great, but I mean, on a Friday, I'm walking down a main road. There's loads of cars, but I love that watching the people as well. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. And there's um, there's this one woman that we walk past each other every Friday. We've never spoken, but we smile at each other. Kind of we not, you know? So you get to know people as well, yeah, and you get to see things. To say hi, like looking up yeah. and saying hi, even if you're listening to something. I guess yeah. you're not scrolling on your phone. Not on my phone. Which isn't that safe walking, with, like scrolling either, is it? It's no, not. it's not. Yeah, And you know, I actually went, I was on a bus going along Princess Street last week and I could not believe the amount of people looking at their phones oh, yeah. as they walk. And I think it's really sad that the phones have taken over the world mm-hmm. as they have mm-hmm. um, my 15 year old was saying, you know talking about what she wants to do as a career I said well I think you need to maybe get into some um, become a physio because in about 10 years time there's going to be your whole generation's <laughs> going to have serious neck problems what a great idea do you know because they're all walking about looking uh-huh. at their phones and actually adults as well it's not just the kids there's a lot oh, of adults you think we'd be role models you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, but walking along the street on it and people are looking at it and they're scroll. you know, it, surely things are not so important that you need to be doing it while you're walking along. There was more than half of the people walking along Princess Street were glued to their phones. So you're yeah. not getting to see the beautiful scenery, yeah. you're not watching, there could be somebody coming towards you, you could walk out in front of a car, whatever. Yeah, so from, a, from a safe point of view. Phones, <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of work from people, certainly myself included, as someone in the wellness industry who's speaking on radios and TV, and I'm gonna—I don't want to just take this in Scotland. I want to take this everywhere, as I said at the launch. Part of our remit will be to to speak about. You know, I've got a whole chapter in my book about phone addiction. I've, I've written about it in the evening news, and I talk openly on my Instagram stories to be able to say, look today's my phone detox day so if it's a Sunday now sometimes I'm reviewing restaurants or whatever so I will take photos and odd story but if I'm not the phone's put away and it doesn't come with us and we go for a family walk I talk about Masby Den but we've got other places since then and it doesn't come with us but if I have to get some footage I'll do a quick snap and drop and I'm actually speaking to a really exciting brand at the moment about doing some work with them in the restaurants around this so I think it's not just mental health ambassadors and people in the industry it's brands that are going actually we need to tackle this as a well-known brand because we don't want to see people in our restaurants not talking to each other yeah I think I think that's the way it's going to go I think people are going to start taking breaks from the likes of Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram certainly I was at um, a talk um, last week by Kylie Kylie Reed from Egg who 
she was talking about how she started. Oh, was this her one at the Simplicity concept? Yes, I was gutted to miss yeah. that one, yeah. Um, and she was talking about how, you know, her business was built in, on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, and mine is as well, I don't even have a website. Everything is on Facebook. But what she was talking about is getting a really good website and, you know, because people are going to start taking a break. So that was certainly something I was thinking, like, I oh. need to really get onto that. Getting myself a website so I can start pulling away from Facebook a little bit. Right, um, I like that because people will still go on websites. Yeah, people will go on the websites. You, you know, the way forward is your website and newsletters and. Yeah, I know newsletters. I need to do that oh, badly. Just another thing. To How do you do a newsletter? Did she write? Did she talk through that? I need to. She's coming on this podcast, so I'll need to ask her about do, doing a newsletter because there'll be lots of people tuning in with their own business that want to do a newsletter. And certainly this time of year, it's lovely to update people. Um, I like that. I don't know if yeah. I can just do it on a blog or, or have to look into that. But that's yeah, I don't know. Good point. But I think that's a really valid point. And and to think that people are strategically thinking about this in their business. What can we do to tar to tackle this because we need to be online for a, you know as a business but at the same time we need to be off it for our mental health yeah so i need to practice what i preach which is why i've started to say me too yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah i know i sit here and say this but actually i run my business from facebook so yeah. and it's quite easy do you know if i have not even if I've had a really busy day and I'm getting all the notifications, I've got messages from people, it's quite easy sometimes to miss those. Absolutely. Um, and you I'm not responding to a message quickly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need an intern or something, don't we? We need some help. We need a teenager. Oh, hang on, I've got one. Oh, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, um, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, is tips for raising teenagers when they've got so much anxiety these days. Do you have tips for people or...? Um, just you, there's no my the, the, the bit of advice that my mum gave me or has given anybody for having a teenager mm-hmm. is not to take it personally yep I love that but I can't stress how hard oh. that actually is mm-hmm. um, having a teenager I would take a sleepless baby over a teenager you know yeah. but it's such a hard time for them the um the anxiety the emotions the hormones everything i would not for all the tea in china be 14 or 15 again and then added in with all the pressures of social media mm-hmm. and this constant need to be available this is the big thing that i see mm. is this you know the all the snapchat messages they've got to be available they're on that oh really you know, they, they've read a message and they don't respond instantly you know do the friends go nuts well it's not it's more about how they <laughs> feel yeah, about message. you know they're never I, i've said this to my daughter last week i said you know we're chatting and you're you're, you know, more interested in your friends that are not here in the room with us, you know. Yeah, and that's hard. Cause I that's just get that eye roll, you know. Yeah, yeah whatever, mum. And that's just, you know, but it's this is where it's at now, so it's totally different to when we were younger, mm-hmm. but it is where it's at now. But my advice is get through your day, you know, that's, I, and not take it personally. Talk Do what you, teenagers tend not to talk to their parents I try not to force my daughter, you know, I take the bits that I can, mm-hmm. um, 
and I just let her know that I'm there and I love her unconditionally. Yeah, that's all you can Again, do. you get eyes rolling at you. Oh. Don't tell me you love me, Mum. Oh, that's, that's so hard. Know. That breaks my heart. I can't imagine my six-year-old being like that. Well, but I'm sure mean, it'll happen. I couldn't mean mine was that age. But, oh. you know, I'm lucky. My, my kids are both really very, very good and well-behaved and I'm not worried about... Them being nasty and not kind. That, yeah, and not kind. And they're really thoughtful and... Um, you know, I'm not worried about where they are or what they're doing and um, they've got nice friends you know so I suppose I'm quite lucky in that and what we're going through is just quite normal teenage yeah. stuff. I guess it's reminding people that it's normal so if you're sat at home right now with kids and you're like because I, I write about that in chapter one about not taking things personally that was with my dad but I, I mean he was in his 60s when it was really bad but it was like having a teenager because it was like what are you doing you know you don't you're, you're living with a person you don't know um and it's really easy to take it personally you just want to wring their necks and say well you listen to me but meditate people, that's the way to get through yes. this meditate meditation take time for yourself. don't beat yourself up mm-hmm. and not take it personally yeah. you know anybody who can stay remain calm all the time and you know, not take it personally. I'm not sure there's that person out there, but you know, it's you yeah. just have to do what you have, what you can in a situation, and you've got them to this age, mm-hmm. so you've survived to this age yeah. by doing what's felt right and do you know what's right for you in your situation. So yeah, yeah, you just, just keep. Just keep talking about, it, keep doing what you can, and keep the module injections coming. Surround yourself with people that give you a boost. Yeah, and absolutely. Know you're not alone. And this is what we do and keep doing what you're doing because you're inspiring so many people um, and just before we sing I wanted to ask you've been doing a bit of life coaching and it's something that's been new to me this year and I was so impressed I had Emma in my book and uh, I'm speaking at the Wellbeing Festival and I'm saying right I need to get this, this babe involved um, what have you learned from getting a taster of life coaching I'm it's just been amazing so I've done my life coaching with um, Susie, who runs Smile with Susie, and I did a Kickstart You six-week program with her. Um, and I thought, when I first went into it, I thought, right, I'll sh- I was to pick two aspects of my life that I wanted to work on. And I thought, well, I want to work on self, um, and I want to work on the kids. This is what I thought. And she challenged me at first. She said, you want to work on the kids? Are you just saying that because you think you have to as a mother I said no 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 there's certain things that I need to you know and I went away and I did it she suggested I do a bit of journaling and I kind of wrote a lot of stuff down and I came back to her and said all right guess what I don't want to work on the kids I'm doing the best job that I possibly can with the kids and it just everything happens organically and I will continue to do the best job mm-hmm. so even if things are not great at times I'm still doing the best I can and I mean you know I've been single for a long time so I was just honest with myself I thought actually what I want is a new relationship so that kind of worked with the self so that was what we worked on it was quite an emotional time I spoke a lot about my childhood I've had a fairly colourful childhood and you know a lot of things came up Mm -hmm. Um, and the long, long story short is that I have just really had to, Susie encouraged me to 
be open to a new relationship. I've talked about wanting a new relationship, but actually I've not been open to that. I've not given myself permission to to put myself out there. So um, that is what I am doing. Love it. So <laughs> if anyone's listening, and what a way to get to know Zoe. I mean, I'm sure having tuned in, you'll know why I love her so much. Um, and I'm sure if you are, you know, eligible, then... <laughs> Drop her a message. <laughs> Pimping you out. Um, because uh, online dating is quite a tricky one, isn't it? I did it in 2000 and, uh, was it 2004 or something like that. That was terrifying. Um, I um, Well, this is the thing I'd said to Sue. You know, after, I had to write down on a bit of paper. I had to visualise what my new relationship would be like how how this person makes me feel, how I feel, uh-huh. what he looks like, what his personality is like, all of these things. This is what part of the life coaching kickstart program was. Uh-huh. And at the end of I read out a lot of those things, um she said, Right, where are you gonna meet this guy? I love that. I was like Love um, you, Susie. Well he's not walking past my house. I live in the suburbia. Um and I, I kind of was done with online dating, I've tried it and it's just mind numbing at times. And I, you know, I mean, I've been on dates and, you know, I've met people that way, but it, most of the time it is mind numbing. Mm-hmm. And I have certain specifications, she was laughing at me. Mm-hmm. Do you know, if, if, the, if you have your child in your profile picture, you get swiped. Really? Why? Away. Well, because I wouldn't want my all oh, right, yeah, for security. Put in my. Well, I, I just don't think I. I don't need to know that in your first profile picture you've got a child. Right. Okay. Or I'm not trying to date your child. I'm trying to date you. Do you know? Good point. Yeah, I and agree. I think that says something about the personality. Mm-hmm. If you um, one of your pictures is you stroking a drugged tiger in Thailand, you would be amazed how many people do this. Really. I don't want to know you either. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Because you should know that this is really not a good thing to be doing. Um, and what was the other one? There's another thing that I have on my list. I can't even think what it is. But you'll get swept away. I won't even. I won't even read your profile. Even look at. Even if you're really handsome. Uh huh. I'm not interested because that says something about your personality. I like um, it. So, what sort of person are you looking for? I am looking for somebody who is, um upbeat mm-hmm. who's confident but not arrogant yeah and that's hard because in the uk and gavin Oates, one of my favorite authors talks about this in his book shine you know and emma my, my coach has challenged me she said we're told we can't shine too bright well why the hell not mm-hmm. so i think it's a balance between it's kind of like selective narcissism it, it, it's a balance between loving yourself yeah accepting yourself but loving other people and understanding that we're all equal, isn't it? Yeah, I want somebody to feel content within themselves mm-hmm. and I'm, I want somebody who's kind, mm-hmm. who's loving, they've got to be, this is the difference, I've changed that, you know, I want somebody who's attractive to me, mm-hmm. not so I want some hot guy or I want somebody who's really good looking because what my good looking is to your good looking uh-huh. could be completely different things. So somebody who's really attractive to me uh-huh. and you know those qualities will come from within yeah. as well. And their um, eyes, I think you can, I see this and in the mind. Smile, it's a smile it's, for me. see it in the eyes, smile do you know what I mean? And um, obviously I need somebody who 
likes a little bit of fitness at least. I thought you were going to say is good in bed, but <laughs> it's just my <laughs> filthy mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit here nodding my head. I mean, <laughs> sex is a really good form of exercise, though, isn't it? So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just say, the more we exercise, the better our sex life, right? I think I so. I hope so, because I do a lot of exercise. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're a catch. Um, so I, I think as well, if you get the exercise thing and then someone's like, I just don't exercise. It's You need to have common ground. Uh-huh. Um, and I do a lot of exercise, you know, and I, I run a lot as well. I'm not saying that somebody has to like the same kind of exercise yeah. as me, but they have to, um, it has to be part of their their life. Um, and, you know, cooking and nice, liking, you know, nice food. And, yeah, we um, love nice food, don't we? Liking red wine too. Yeah, love a nice glass of red wine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Although um, I'm about to go on five months of no booze. Five, five months? Is that not a bit extreme? It is, but I'm running the marathon well done. next year for the Joshua Nolan Foundation, right. as I do all my running for. So, so you're going to smash it? I did, the, I did 12 weeks this year of no booze because so I did the half marathon, but I went to France after 12 weeks and I believe it's illegal <laughs> to not drink in France I mean if it's good wine I, I feel very sad turning it down Scott's uncle who's a f- great friend of mine has the best wine and uh, Scott knows how much I love wine so if we're going there and we're not getting a taxi he's like I'll drive because you love wine too much it's just yeah. unfair he doesn't like wine what does he not? <laughs> well that's handy yeah. Yeah. maybe I should go for somebody that doesn't like wine so that they can drive there you go. So let's not completely let's um, write you off if you don't, like, off if you don't like wine. Although I do miss going to a restaurant and ordering a nice bottle of wine. We just drink more champagne now. So it's so every, every cloudy day. <laughs> oh, this has been so good. So oh, good. good. And one of your favourite songs is one of my favourite songs. We've just learnt this about each other today, guys. So we're going to sing a bit of Pink Floyd. How I wish, how I wish you were here. Um, so tune in guys sing along with us at home thank you for joining us today give us a rating give Zoe a rating she deserves it five star all the way um, but any stars are good uh, thank you you're amazing thank you very much Jojo thank you yeah baby wish you were here Can you 